Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind 2.0. Think fit, be fit, and how about doing it effortlessly? I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with Matt Fury. Hey, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Scott. Having a great time here in cold, freezing Florida. About uh, 40 seven degrees as we're speaking and, and it's February when it's supposed to be in the seventies and eighties. So Well I'm up here in Vancouver and it's about forty seven degrees, not raining, and we are just absolutely delighted that it's so warm. <laughs> well that's awesome. That's awesome. And I just finished, uh, we're doing this, uh, we're recording our, our show relatively early in the morning, and uh, I just finished a 45-minute walk, because uh, one of the things that, that I've noticed is as I surround myself with people who are of like mind or whose goals are in alignment with my goals, uh, it makes it easier for me to achieve my goals and also to continue walking on the path towards the completion of my goals. Some of them may never, ever be completed in this lifetime, which is in terms of like maybe fitness or optimum health. Like what is that? Well, I think no matter how optimum our, we think our health is, I think it can get better. But one of the issues that I've had in, in my life since I was a little boy was I like to stay up late and I don't like to get up early. And the other day, well, and where this all started from, in terms of the change that I've made in my life, was we got together a few months ago in uh, Tampa, and uh, you said like we're getting up at five o'clock in the morning and starting our day for for the for the weekend, which is, of course is like get up before ten on a Saturday or Sunday. Are you nuts? And. Uh, over the last couple of months since that's happened, I've been thinking, you know, I should be getting up earlier. You read a lot of these books about people, that, you know, in terms of success, and they say things like early to rise, you know, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, and, uh, you know, get all this work done in the morning and all this stuff. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, uh, maybe I should. And it just caught on and caught on and caught on. And then a good friend of mine who lived about 20 miles away moved four blocks away from me. And I asked him the other day, I said, what time do you get up? And he says, six in the morning. And I said, okay, would you like to go for a walk at seven? Right? Because I want to walk, one of my goals is to walk about an hour a day. Uh, and I thought, you know what? I, my brain doesn't function very well when I first get up. But if I go for a walk for an hour, that would be a nice way for me to wake up rather than get waking up and then jumping into the frantic activity of my day, right? So he said, sure. So this week I've been getting up at 6.30, which is two hours earlier than I'm used to, and it's just been it's just been absolutely wonderful. And what I noticed for me is in order for me to make that sort of change, I, I'll not do it for myself. So I'm not self-motivated that way, but if I have to meet somebody at 7 a.m., I will be up and I will be there, right? So... It was the same when I started doing my hot yoga two years ago. I had two friends that I got involved in it, and they they were the ones coming and knocking on my door and saying, let's go. And I, yeah, I'm ready, and we go. And after about a year, 
uh, one moved further away, so I don't do it with him anymore. And the other one, I think, has stopped, and I don't do it with him anymore. But I don't need to. I just go two or three times a week on my own because I've now created that new habit. So it's kind of like, I think, having a coach in the in the beginning, uh, you know, when you're learning a new uh, sport or, or, or whatever it happens to be that you're learning. I need that, just need that help kind of getting going. And once I get going, I'm, I seem to be fine. So... This uh, I just wanted to share that with you, Matt, because you were you really were the kind of the guy that sort of started me on that. Hey, you know, five o'clock in the morning is not so bad. It's a pleasant time of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, it it, it is, and I think you've hit it. Is that uh, we are social beings, and so the more things you can do with others, uh, it, it's a good thing. Uh, I tend to be more introverted. A uh, good friend of mine calls me an introverted extrovert, and uh, he's probably right, but I tend to like doing my exercise alone and by myself. But if there's somebody that I can join in with who's not going to ruin my day, uh, <laughs> then I'll let them, I'll let them tag along. Um, yesterday and the day before, my wife walked with me, and uh, it was great. Uh, she uh, doesn't walk as fast as I do, and so that's one of the reasons I like to walk by myself, is I, I like to go at a good clip. Right. But if she wants to join me, I think it's probably a good idea to let her do so from time to time, and the way we make it fun is that the first two miles, we walk together going in the same direction, and then the last two miles, I go backwards. Oh. Well, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, she started going backwards as well, <laughs> so I slowed up considerably because backwards... Training is, is real interesting because when you go slowly, you you get a completely different effect. You do going going forward as well, but backward especially. And I put out this program several years ago called Daozo, D-A-O-Z-O-U, and it's all on backward training and the effect it has on your mind and the especially the spiritual effect. Uh, even even uh, other things, the mental effect too is is huge because of your memory. Uh, there's something that goes on with your memory where you start recalling things from the past that you've forgotten. People's names that escaped you will come back to you, and so on. So she's walking backward with me, and she's saying, "Man, this is great. Um, I feel like I'm being pushed." that I'm being like pulled or pushed along and that was that effortless feeling of you're walking but you feel like you're being walked or you're breathing but you're really being breathed and uh, that that's the flow you get into um, when you regularly train and whether you're with somebody or by yourself the whole key is is that you find out find out what is your habit pattern when you're successful. Mm -hmm. And if you're most successful when you have somebody with you, 
then get somebody to train with you. And if you're most successful uh, fitness-wise and health-wise when you do it by yourself, then do it by yourself. That's, yeah. I think that's really important to, to, uh, to state because we do things and we succeed and we get good results. Then we forget what we did to get results and we stop doing it. Yeah. And then we need a reminder saying, okay, well, what were you doing? Had a, give me a great example. I had a client and he gets business coaching from me and he was having trouble with procrastination, always putting things off. And fitness is something people tend to put off as well. So I'm talking to him and I'm saying, well, do you ever get anything done? Or do you, you procrastinate in every area of your life? <laughs> well, yeah, seems like everything I do. I said, okay, well, what do you do for work? Because, well, I'm a consultant. Said, how much money did you make last year? Said, I did about 150000 And I said, well, that's pretty good amount of money for somebody who just procrastinates and dicks around and doesn't do anything. That's right. Last yeah. I said, so with that 150000 what are you doing? He says, well, I do projects for people, computer-based projects. And, All right, and you finish these projects? Yeah. And when do you finish them? Well, depends on when the deadline is. I said, oh, so you give yourself a deadline. I said, yeah. I said, now, do you ever break the deadline? No. Well, why not? Well... That wouldn't be right. I took money for a job, and I told him when it would be finished. And so, if I tell him it's going to be finished, say, "Oh, so you keep promises?" Yeah, you're very good at keeping promises. Yeah. How often do you break your promises? Never. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you give yourself a deadline then for something that's important to you? Would that work? Well, I think so. Well, he started doing this. Instead of only using deadlines with clients he was doing jobs for, he started giving himself deadlines for what date he would be at a certain weight, uh, for when he would write a book he'd always wanted to write, and so on and so forth. And guess what happened? A year later, he had written his first book. He doubled his income. He got himself fit and so on and so forth. Just by knowing, knowing what is your trump card, what is the one thing that you do when you succeed or the two or three things that you do when you're successful. And if you kept doing those things and you did them every single time, but he forgot or he never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens is we have things we do that make us successful and we, 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 we're not conscious of them. We haven't written them down. We haven't thought about it. So we stop doing them, and then all of a sudden we're not getting the results we we're getting. And or we start doing the exact opposite of what we do when we succeed. In fact, you start doing, uh, partaking in the habits that doom you. And uh, so this, this is critical because... What you're saying now is you know, and this is the last couple of weeks you've said the same thing, 
you know that when you have somebody to train with, that you're going to do it. That's right. So it isn't and, all about you. Yeah, and and if I don't have somebody to train with, then it's way less likely that it'll actually happen. Right. Right. Okay. And so, what you've got to do, and I'm not even talking to you because you already know, but we're talking to the people listening here. Is if you're like Scott, you got to do the same thing, and you got to start lining up workout buddies. Yeah. And and a, a business advisor of mine, he always had this saying: one is the worst number in any business. And what that means is is that if you only have one person who can uh, do your graphic design or one person you can put in charge of marketing or one person, uh, one accountant or whatever, then the chance of you being victimized is increased because the other person will get complacent and lazy and maybe not do as good a job because they think they've got an ace in the hole. So what if you have, instead of just one workout partner, what if you got three? And not all at the same time, but you sort of like Mondays and Tuesdays is my day to work out with such and such. And Wednesday and Friday, such and such. Think about that. (laughs) So if you ever have a day where Joe isn't going to show up or he's sick, you then call Rob and say, hey, you want to work out with me today? And that person will be delighted to do so because they get extra time with you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, and what we're really talking about is setting up your life for success, right? Because right. you need to be aware of, of what's going to help you achieve your goals and what isn't. And, and like you said, a lot of us aren't aware of it. I mean, I really wasn't aware of it until... I was doing this walk with my buddy, and he said, "Oh, you're uh, you're not self-motivated. You're motivated by being around other people who are doing similar things." And I thought, "Huh, I never it, it, that never occur, it would never have occurred to me that that was the case, right?" But yeah. uh, but it is true. Like when I go hiking, I, I I enjoy hiking on my own, but I also enjoy hiking with other people. So I tends to be probably 75% with other people and 25% on my own. And uh, mm-hmm. it becomes a social activity, which is part of what makes it kind of fun. So I never actually think of it as exercising. I think it is something I'm doing with another person. Right. Yeah. So that's really that's really awesome to know what it is that gets you moving. Yeah. And then once I get moving and I've developed that new habit, then whether I'm with somebody or not is irrelevant because I can just I just continue it because I'm. I've now created the new habit. It's kind of like having a car that hasn't been started for two years, right? And you, mm-hmm. getting it going and getting it going can be pretty tough. And then once it's going again, it's it's fine, right? Yes. Yes. So and one of the, uh, okay, go ahead, Matt. Does this work with food then? When you're eating at your best, when you're eating all the nutritious things that are getting you into the best shape of your life and avoiding the things that aren't good for you, what is going on then as opposed to when you do all the wrong things? And and that's a question that I'm asking myself 
you as well as everybody listening to this call. What is what is it you do when you succeed with food, and what are the things that throw you off? Hmm. Well, when I succeed with food, I've I don't eat pasta and I don't eat bread. Those are the and I'm eating a lot more vegetables. Those are that's what I really notice when I I just keep away from. I actually don't have a problem keeping away from pasta anymore, but bread is still a bit of a problem. Uh-huh. Is there any kind of bread, or is it all kind of bread that you can't eat? I, you know, I'm uh, trying a non-wheat bread right now. So I'm thinking it's the it's it's wheat bread. So what I tend to eat when it comes to bread is sprouted wheat bread and bread that's not made with wheat. It's frozen in the it's in the freezer, right? You buy it frozen and it's little itty bitty bitty squares. And it actually tastes really good. I like the yeah. texture of the bread, right? Which and I like I love sandwiches, so it's I have a tough time cutting it out completely for long periods of time. But when I have just said yeah, I'm going to eat, you know, Veg, other everything else, but no bread, no pasta, no you know keep the carbs down. Then I find that uh, my waist shrinks pretty easily mm-hmm. when I combine it with good exercise and sleep. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, you know, uh, last week we talked about coffee. Yeah, are you how are you doing on the coffee thing? Really good, really good. So we're we're uh, now at. Uh, I guess uh, 11 days or so, no coffee, and I don't miss it at all, you know. And uh, what I've said, and I'll repeat it again, I've made no commitment that I'll never have it again. Right. It's just, it's just a daily thing. And one of the secrets of uh, giving up the things that are difficult I learned from Robert Fritz. He's the author of a book called The Path of Least Resistance. And he also wrote a book called Creating. And in 1992, I did a one-week workshop with him in uh, California. But there are four fundamental choices that he believed if you made these choices, that it became much, much easier to make the choices that were secondary or or primary. So you have these primary choices, which you would call your goals. And your secondary choices, you would call your action steps. Well, so what's a fundamental choice? A fundamental choice is like a life posture. It lays the foundation of how you're going to live your life. And he had four of them. And he said that if you don't make these four choices, it's very difficult for you to really believe in and focus on the primary choices. So if you have made a a goal that you want to drop 50 pounds and be in the best shape of your life with an 8% body fat, women, let's say, 18 or 15% body fat, let's say. Uh, okay, and you're having trouble moving toward that, then ask yourself if you've made these four choices at a deep level. 
And those choices are, I choose to be free. I choose to be healthy. I choose to be the predominant creative force in my own life. And I choose to be true to myself. Hmm. So I know these from memory. I'm not looking in his book right now. <laughs> I know these from memory. So I, I know that when I think about and I'm conscious of the fundamental choice of I choose to be healthy, that all my actions immediately change. And if I don't have that choice where I'm thinking about being healthy, making a fundamental choice to be healthy, then I just do whatever the hell I want with no discipline and no consciousness at all. And ultimately I end up frustrated and unhappy with how I look and how I feel. So just by making the choice, I choose to be healthy, I will stop drinking coffee, for example. And so this is funny because here we are talking about remembering what we do when we're at our best. Yep. And the first, the first time I gave up coffee was 1990, April 1st of 1990. <laughs> I remember the date because it's uh, a day I broke up with a, a girlfriend that I had had for about a year and a half. So you gave up the and girlfriend and the coffee on the same day. On the same day, right? <laughs> and uh, I never set out to give up coffee. That wasn't my goal. It wasn't anything I thought about or visualized or anything. All I said is I choose to be healthy, and I kept saying this to myself. And, and so I made all these changes, and one of them was coffee. Now, does this mean that when I took back up coffee that I stopped thinking I choose to be healthy? Yeah. I stopped thinking that thought. And I focused on and done many, many things with, with my body and with my health. And so there's a number of things I was doing that are moving me in the right direction towards greater health and so on. But there's something about saying I choose to be healthy, not I am healthy. You're making a choice. I choose to be healthy. There's something about that phrase that launches me to a whole nother level. And I will stop doing things that interfere with my health, and I'll do more things that upgrade it and make it better and better. Just that one thought. Mm -hmm. I choose. And, yeah. And, That's and really so, good. I really yeah, like so that. I think that it's really difficult to give up smoking and give up drinking coffee and uh, whatever it, whatever your vice is that you think uh, uh, if you eliminated it, you'd shoot to another level. Well, then take on these four statements. I choose to be healthy. I choose to be free. I choose to be true to myself, and I choose to be the predominant creative force in my own life, which means that you get to decide. You get to choose who you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Nobody else. You. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think what you're doing when you do that too is you're allowing your subconscious to participate. And all of a sudden, because I, I often think of my subconscious as, you know, if it if it knew what I wanted and I was on a good had a good relationship with it, right? Wasn't always putting myself down that sort of stuff. Um, it would help me achieve what I wanted to achieve. And by saying, you know, I choose to be healthy, it's kind of like this part of us goes, oh, really? I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you liked being yeah. overweight and fat and, and watching football games and eating, you know, uh, French fries and drinking beer and that sort of stuff. You want to be healthy? Oh, wow. All right. Now that I know, great. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and one of the, one of the keys to uh, greater health is giving yourself the freedom to once in a while have what you deprive yourself of. Unless you're dealing with a major addiction that once you get started, you'll never stop. <laughs> right. And that's not what I'm talking about. But this is why I say, um, and, and this I learned from Ted Nicholas, uh, is that he sort of called it the 90% diet. That if you do the right thing 90% of the time and you give yourself 10% leeway, you'll ultimately be more successful. And for many people, they'll be more successful than if they try to be perfect for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that that's really, really true. And this is why uh, I've said, well, Nothing's stopping me from having a cup of coffee uh, today or tomorrow or a week from now uh, if I so choose. But right now, I don't want one, and I don't care for one. In fact, I was reading a, an advertisement this morning about this product from Peru that you can take that's even better than coffee that it'll pick you up and it'll lift you up and it won't dump you uh, in the trash can like coffee will and so on and so forth. And uh, I'm reading this, and even though this has this promise and it has caffeine and so on, I still didn't have any desire. None for it, you know, because... And I can't say why, other than I, I, I just don't care. So right. anyway, right. you're choosing to be healthy, so you you don't actually have a need for any of that. Right. Exactly. But now Sunday when the Super Bowl was on, all right, I confess that I put out a bag of chips out on the out on the um, table in front of the sofas and chairs, and I thought I would have a little, just a few chips. I end up having an entire bag. (laughs) I'm not surprised, but... (laughs) I found it impossible to stop until that bag was finished. And I'm really grateful there weren't it wasn't a second or third bag in the house. <laughs> but since that that day, I haven't had any chips. And in fact, I haven't had any chips 
I hadn't had any chips for probably two months prior to Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And so I'm doing better than 90% of the time. Uh, the key thing is, what did I do after I had the chips? Well, I didn't beat myself up. I didn't pound on myself and so on and so forth and, and say that, oh, you can't do this. Or you can't. No. I just immediately forgave myself for my indiscretion and began doing the right thing. And uh, a little bit of detox, take some psyllium, push that stuff through your system as fast as you can, and so on. And so I'm fine. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit down and have a bag of chips every day because that would put me way over the 10%. That's right. That's right. So, and I think that's an important thing too. Is we're talking about choosing to be healthy, not choosing to deprive ourselves of stuff, because that's right. uh, that's that's not. I mean, that just creates a situation where you're going to end up self-sabotaging yourself uh, pretty quick. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I just uh, funny. I sorry for the quick pause there. I had a man who emailed me. He saw my 10,000 hours of practice email today. And oh, yeah. he was commenting on it. And so um, did we cover the 10,000 hours of practice? No, call? you know, we didn't. And we're coming up to the end of this uh, this episode. So that's what we're going to have to talk about next time. Yeah, let's talk about that next time, the 10,000 hours of practice and how this is the key to weight loss, to great superior fitness and health, and so on and so forth. So it's actually, you know, uh, I got momentarily had a, this five-second distraction where I, I looked at an email and I thought, you know what, what are you doing there? But it's perfect because it sets up our next call. And this one is one you got to hear. This 10,000 hours of practice. It is the key to my success, to your success, Scott. Yeah, for sure. As well as to anyone else's I have ever met. And you have all these people who talk about the law of attraction and just focus on something and it'll come. And it is a real law and it works most of the time and it works like magic if you're the type of person who understands this 10,000-hour principle, which we can get into. Uh, but for the people who haven't put in 10,000 hours or even 1,000 hours or 100, oh, boy, they're in some serious trouble. So why don't we give people a little assignment for next time? We'll give them a reading assignment. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Go to the bookstore or go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. And pick up this book by Malcolm Gladwell. He's also the author of Blink and uh, The Tipping Point. And this book is called Outliers, O-U-T-L-I-E-R-S, Outliers. And, and while you're at it, I get my book, The Unbeatable Man, which you can get at Amazon.com. And this book, along with, Gladwell's Outliers is fantastic, and you'll really get it that the key to your success lies with this 
with knowledge and practice of this law. There you go. So thanks, Matt. I, this has been a really fast half hour. I'm just always amazed at how quick uh, our time together goes. If you want to uh, listen to previous uh, episodes of our show, Weight Loss in the Mind 2.0, head over to uh, www.freeweightlosspodcast.com. And if you want to know more about some of the amazing uh, fitness and weight loss products that uh, Matt has, you can go over to, uh, where, what's that place again? It's uh, mattfury.com, spelled M-A-T-T-F-U-R-E-Y.com. That's right. I knew that. Anyway, thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you all next time.